Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Upward. This is a podcast where we share and highlight the stories of Asian Americans in corporate and business America. We share their career journeys, lessons learned in their professional experiences, and advice as an Asian American in corporate America. And this is your host, Min Kwan. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest I'm really, really excited about. He really needs no introduction. His name is Jonathan Javier. He is the CEO and founder of OneSalting. OneSalting is a career consulting company founded in 2019 with a mission to turn underdogs into winners and bridge the gap between non-target schools and top companies. We talk about a lot of different topics, including getting a job without even ever applying, small details that make an impression on companies and recruiters, and the importance of grit. So without further ado, I'm really excited to introduce Jonathan Javier. Yeah, of course. First off, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, so my name is Jonathan Javier. I graduated from the University of California, Riverside, class of 2017. And yeah, Juan Solting was founded in January 2019. And it was just an idea at first. It was an idea because what I was doing was traveling to so many universities and organizations and giving these talks. And I thought to myself, okay, am I going to grow a personal brand for myself or should I build a company around it? And that's when OneSolting started because I felt like there needed to be a bridge between non-target schools and non-traditional background students in order for them to get into their careers. Hmm. And I'm so privileged to say that I've worked at Snapchat, Google, and Cisco without ever applying to any of them. I just used LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So that's what we try to teach people and students, job seekers, because if we can give them the tools that are necessary in order for them to get into their careers and save people 40 hours in a week and instead only using like five, then that to me is something important. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, one thing has been doing amazing so far. We've been doing a ton of different events and been helping tens of thousands of people and we hope to continue doing so in the future. That That's an incredible reach and impact that you've had on the community. And I want to kind of bring it back to your first idea of OneSalting. How did you identify that you needed to bridge this gap between non-traditional or non-target schools and these companies? And why was it so important that you kind of address this situation? Yeah, so I felt like it was super important to bridge the gap between non-target schools and non-traditional backgrounds with these top companies is because I remember when I was in college and the system told me, Jonathan, go to apply to hundreds of jobs and you'll receive notification from at least one. When in reality, I didn't receive any feedback from any. It would always be these four words. Unfortunately, we are not able to. Actually, it's five words, sorry. <laughs> but it would be those five words. And I would already know that it was a rejection email. And so I thought to myself, okay, so applying isn't going to work. I have to change my approach. And I realized that with LinkedIn, if you're able to utilize it in the capabilities it has, you can be able to network with so many different people. Hmm. And the reason for consulting is to change that perspective of, okay, I'm going to apply all these jobs and then her and hear back from one of them. But we want to teach people in regards to if you, if I can do it, you can too. And that part is the most important because it gives people hope and hope is something that you truly need, especially in your career to get to where you want to be. Hmm. 
Can you speak to a little bit more about how you then using these, you know, strategies and methods and tips and tricks to get the first job that you had at Snapchat? Um, how did you go about it? And what were the skills that you, you utilized? Yeah, so Snapchat, my story to Snapchat was extremely crazy. The reason why I say this is because I definitely should have not had the chance to inter even interview there. But what I did was a lot of people, I've told some people this, I built a project in class that used the same technology that Snapchat used, which was geolocation and brought it to my interview. I think that was the main differentiator. And so how I used LinkedIn was I saw someone make a post on LinkedIn. It was a recruiter from Snap. And I saw it because one of my connections actually liked and commented on it. And that's when I reached out to her. Reached out in March, 2017, didn't receive a response back. Sent another message in August, received a message back. She brought me to an interview. I did really well in the first interview. And then the second interview was in person. And I still remember like, this is the most amazing story because I remember that I told myself I have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. I know I'm going to be interviewing against candidates that are from these target schools. And I told myself I have to go all out. And so what I did was I bought a yellow folder from Dollar Tree because Snapchat's yellow, got my resumes, my cover letter, my two business cards and my project from school. I brought it to the interview. I had a case study. I killed it because it was the same, technology mm -hmm. the two recruiters the hiring managers looked at each other after the case study they're like how did you notice pulled my yellow folder out of my chair under my chair put it on the desk and said i've utilized your whole product in my project in class using geolocation they looked at each other one hour later after the interview they gave me an offer wow. the reason why i tell you this story is because especially coming from a non-target school a non-traditional background, you must think outside the box in order for you to get into your career. Hmm. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose out of things that you do. So just do it. Hmm. And that's what I did. And I think that that's a, a great point that you make um, because so many of these companies will have these target schools. They'll have this, you know, formula or template for what kind of students or what kind of schools they're looking for. So that, that thought about, you know, thinking outside the box, um, is really helpful for a lot of students. But for you, how did you identify what would be the most value or how did you make the decisions um, that helped companies see the real value and real talent in you that most students don't realize? Yeah, so what I try to do is think about, okay, what is everyone doing and what can I do that no one else is doing? And so, yeah, whenever I was networking, whenever I was connecting with people, I'd always think in that way. Like, I think it started actually when I went to career fairs and business cards were still a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was actually one of the first people from my school to put a QR code on it. Oh, interesting. And then I had my website connected to it. So I'd always go to recruiters and I knew people would just give them the resume or cover letter and be like, hey, my name's blah, 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 blah. But then I thought to myself, why don't I give them a business card? And so I gave them a business card. I knew that they wouldn't probably not even look at it or the website, but I knew that the business card would be the differentiator would be the difference compared to the hundreds of resumes they received. Whenever you are trying to get into your career, that is what I suggest you do. Think about ways that other people aren't doing that you can do. 
what can you offer to someone, whether it's just a simple thank you, whether it's a service, what can you offer that person? That's actually how I was able to network with so many people at Deloitte, the big four. Mm-hmm. I made a project that was about bridging the gap between the big four and UC Riverside. And I would go to professionals and I tell them, hey, I'm working on this project to bridge the gap between non-target schools and the big four. Would you have 15 minutes to chat? Most of them would say yes, compared to me saying, hey, I'd love to learn more about your role. Let's chat. Because what you're doing is you're giving them an opportunity to give back, Mm -hmm. like giving advice. And that advice is integral, especially for getting people into their careers. So would you say you, I mean, I think there's this common theme of being very proactive, being very focused on, you know, communicating well and effectively with others. Would you say that's something that has helped you not only in recruiting, but also in your roles at the companies um, like Snapchat? Yes, that interaction is extremely important. I feel like we have to ask for help and we have to continue networking with people. The reason being is because, especially during these times right now, a lot of people are willing to help each other. And so if you're to reach out to someone and they see who you are, they're more willing to help. What I'd actually recommend people to do is number one, reach out to alumni from your school, or number two, reach out to organization members that you are a part of from school, because those two share commonalities with you. And those commonalities are going to be the ones that are going to be like, hey, Jonathan, I want to talk with you because you graduated from my university. Or, hey, Jonathan, I saw that you're part of the same organization I was a part of. Let's connect. Mm. By doing so, you can be able to not only get into your career, but find mentors who will help you do so. Interesting. So you've obviously had incredible success with you know platforms like LinkedIn and reaching out to recruiters and finding success and, and a job out of it, right? But with that actually came, as you said, a lot of, you know, rejection letters and and a lot of failure. What are the skills that you kind of um, developed as a result of these experiences and have they translated into your career and job responsibilities at all? Yes. So one of the skills that I feel like is the most important, especially with job seekers, is grit. Hmm. Grit because whenever you are going to be applying for roles, Whenever you're going to be networking with people, sending these messages, it's important to have a grit because you're going to have people who won't respond to you or will send you these rejection letters. But at the end of the day, if you are able to look at those and not see it as things that are unmotivating, but motivation, you're going to be more willing to put yourself out of those comfortable shoes, as they say, in order to get into your career. And I feel like that was extremely important because then whenever, when I got into my career at Snap, Google, and Cisco, I wasn't afraid of failure. I was just afraid of showing that I, showing my skills at first, but then I vibed with my team. I made sure that I did my core responsibilities, but also did other things as well. And by doing so, I was able to create a community of individuals, not only during work, but outside of work as well. And that's what's most important, especially with growing your skills. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's a very important aspect. I feel like people are so afraid of failure. They, they aren't willing to even think outside the box or go outside their comfort zone, which actually works against them. Um, in exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you've jumped from, you know, Snapchat to Google to Cisco now. Um, 
And a lot of the anxiety I think that comes from recruiting is as you're recruiting, you ask, the, uh, ask yourself the question, is this a job that I really, really want or do I just want a job? And I think that can get into people's heads. And how did you make that decision of this is what I want and this is where I'm going to be really developing my career? And how did you make those choices intentionally? Yeah, so funny story. People always ask me, Jonathan, why have you worked at three companies in three years? Why do you keep job hopping? The reason being is actually it's a strategy. And the strategy is that I wanted to work in each of the top companies from startup, software, and hardware, and show them that you can get in without even applying. And so I did that for all three. And then for all three, I specifically chose the team where I could put into one consulting the process. So for example, Snapchat was user operations. So I learned how to communicate with customers. Google was strategy specifically for ads. And then Cisco was for community building. All of those were put into one consulting. I may have a different perspective of why I've worked at different companies, but for people listening in on this, if you are trying to work at a company and you're trying to find something that you're really passionate about, look at the people who work there, see if you vibe with them, because your team is going to be one of the most important aspects of it. Number two, the values of the company. If a company's values are close to yours, then that's extremely important because then whatever they do, whether it's an internal move, or whether it's a CEO's executive decision, you will ultimately abide by it. And then last but not least, it's just extremely important to, even if there are challenges, even if there are people at in your company that you are specifically working for that you don't like, to always keep an open mind and an open heart because there's always gonna be different perspectives but it's all about you of how you interpret them. Interesting. So would you say your approach to your career is almost, is it industry agnostic? Because it's more about learning those, um, developing those skill sets rather than, um, you know, specializing in one industry, even though you've kind of specialized in the tech world. Um, what kind of broader vision, I guess, is do you have for your career and, and its progression? Yeah, so for me, I wanted to do one consulting full time. Okay. So, which I was actually supposed to do already, but they keep postponing my date, Cisco. Thanks, Cisco. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, basically I told myself I'd be in the corporate for three years and then transition to one consulting full time. So that's gonna be happening in July if they don't move it back. But yeah, I mean the skills that I've learned have been extremely important to my career because what I say all the time, especially for entrepreneurs out there and for people who are trying to start their own business. If you are trying to start your own business, go work at a company that is already successful at it. Learn about how they are successful. Because if you replicate success from them, as long as it's not proprietary, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna be able to have success with your own company. It's like when you open, I always love this analogy. It's like you when you, you like I love pokey mm -hmm. or poke. I don't know how you call it. One of the two, sorry guys. <laughs> but if you were to open your own poke store, what would you do? You'd probably work at a poke store first and then go see how they do the processes and then open your own, right? Same thing with, with business, same thing with your own company for business. Mm. If you're trying to open up your own startup, work at a startup and learn about how they do it. That's going to be very important, especially with your career. That's very interesting that, I mean, I want to kind of transition into consulting because I feel like that's 
where your passion lies what are the most important lessons learned or 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 you know technical skills or whatever it is that you got from the three years that you had at snap and google and cisco that has translated into consulting and making it the successful company that it is today because right now you're helping literally tens of thousands of people kind of navigate their careers yeah i feel like the most important part was the most important part i i learned from corporate is that community building aspect mm. you treat your community like a family and you give your community good information which will be helpful in their careers or just to, to do their jobs because if you do so then good things always come back to you that's how actually we started our speaker series which we've had two already yeah. and we've had over 20,000 people attend already and by doing these different things for your community you're going to grow even more organically you will grow in regards to people following your journey people supporting you people always ask me Jonathan how do you get so much engagement on your content like honestly i get about 100,000 views per post and over 1,000 likes pretty easily on each post mm -hmm. And I don't use any like pods, as they say. I didn't even know what those were until someone brought it up. I was like, mm -hmm. what are pods, right? I thought they were talking about Tide Pods, not yeah, I know. <laughs> but, right? But the reason why is because I personally will recognize people and see and, and give value to them because if I give value to them, I know they will give value back to me and value to others. So it's not only transactional it's also just giving back to the community and they in turn give back to others. Why do you think building community and mentorship and what do those mean to you and why is it so important that we do it because it can feel a very it, feel, it can feel like there's not as much transactional benefit that you get out of it but um, yeah. Yeah, so good question. So Jerry and I talk about this all the time and The reason why it's really important for mentorship is mentorship gives professionals the opportunity to give back. And sometimes that's all they want to do. Because at a point, some professionals get into their careers and they're like, "Okay, I'm here now, but I want to help other people get there too as well. How can I do this?" And so if you give them an opportunity to give back on a platform such as with consulting or with LinkedIn, you give them a sense of a good heart and then job fulfillment too as well because they're not only doing the work responsibilities in their core role but they're giving back mm -hmm. and that giving back aspect is going to help so many people and that's why you've been able to help tens of thousands yeah so you've really been able to capitalize on the goodness of people or the well-intentioned minds of other people in the industry who are able to help i think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of you know industry leaders and professionals want to help but they just never hear from anyone which can be a ironic thing <laughs> yeah, yeah and i was going to add to as well and you make a great point because people are willing to help it's just that no one asks for help because they're worried I think it also comes from Asian background because in Asian background, I talk about this all the time. Like, I still remember I'm Filipino. My parents would tell me, "Jonathan, don't talk to strangers." When in fact, when you talk to strangers, those make the best conversations. Mm -hmm. And strangers are actually the people who helped me get into my career, and I've helped others do the same. Yeah, um, and you bring up a good point as well. I mean, you now you that mentioned uh, your uh, Filipino background. Um, how has it been kind of, how does culture 
played a role in your career and has it you know detracted you from anything has it really accelerated your career um what, what yeah yeah of course so yeah it's my filipino background has played a huge part in my role and in my career the reason being is because actually before my lola passed away she always told me jonathan you should become a doctor and then my parents were like jonathan you should become a nurse because filipinos are always nurses right <laughs> but what i realized that my lola was telling me to be a doctor but i realized the doctor doesn't have to be about medicine the doctor could be about business it could be about the people about healing people in regards to times like these and helping them get into their careers that's why i consider myself a sort of doctor now mm -hmm. and so that kind of instilled in me in regards to why I should give back to the community yeah. why should i be able to help our asian communities be successful and another thing too as well filipinos are stigmatized as asian which is true right but i still remember when i was in these companies and these tech companies and the tech companies would say yeah there's 35% asian people but when in fact filipinos were less than 1% which is insane so what I've always tried to do is show people that regardless of your background, regardless of who you are, you can make it into your career and we're able and we're here to help you do so. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest, you know, propositions that one salting and how it's attracting so many people because it's in times like this, it's especially the emotional stress and the mental burden that you have from losing that internship offer losing that full-time offer is such a burden but things like the uh speaker series and the posts that you make are such a uh, peace of mind right it shows that you don't have to be afraid of failure there's always light at the end of the tunnel which i think is is awesome exactly that mm -hmm. um so one salting you know helps tens of thousands of people um get the job that they want get the job of their dreams that's half the battle. How does um, how do you think the um, skill sets that you develop while recruiting and those you know building relationships? How do those skills kind of translate into once you have that job? How do you excel at it, right? Uh, because you want to not only get the job but also you want to be successful in the job. So how do you think those uh, skills translate? Yeah. So I think that what happens is, especially for people who come from non-target, non-traditional backgrounds, I say this all the time. You work so hard to get to that opportunity mm -hmm. at your dream company. And when it's finally attained, that hard work continues because a lot of these other people sometimes just get handed the opportunity. They're like, Hey, here it is. Here's a plate of food. The food is a job opportunity. Here you go. Mm -hmm. But the ones who come from these backgrounds are the ones who work hard, which then translates into the work that they do. And the reason why I say this is because the people that I've worked with, I feel like the ones that come from these backgrounds are the ones that are the most hardworking and successful. And so, yeah, I mean, what I did when I was transitioning from being a job seeker to my current role mm -hmm. was I tried to kill it in my core responsibilities. How I did that was number one, having goals for myself, specifically of what to meet per month and for the year. Number two, networking with people who were SMEs, at the company who were in fields that I wasn't strong at, but I could reach out to. And then number three, having a good relationship with your manager is extremely important mm -hmm. because your manager is gonna what's 
your manager is going to dictate how you are, how you're feeling and how you will be successful. So yeah, the skills that you're able to learn before you get the job will help you in the long run. That last piece about having a good manager and, and I definitely agree that managers have a very big impact on your career trajectory, but sometimes it's not, it's not in our control, right? We don't get to choose the managers that we work with. So what, what do you have to say about situations in which, you know, the manager is a little bit removed, maybe it's a skip level manager where they're a lot busier than a manager you typically would be and they don't dedicate as much time to your career or just talking about it, right? Um, so how would you say that the best way to approach that is? Yeah, I would say if you have a skip manager, as you say, definitely network with other managers on different teams but then also have a strong knit relationship with people on your own team, right? So whenever you're in a company, you can always look at the internal employees. Mm -hmm. You can actually see the tree, as they say, of tree of who reports to who. Mm -hmm. I would reach out to people who are in the same industry and same company and field, and then go reach out directly to them. Because if you're able to do that, then you're able to connect with so many different people, which then leads to doing well in your career. And then have 15 minute chats with them in regards to everything. Yeah. I think the common theme that we've just talked about for the past 30 minutes is relationship building is basically everything, right? I think mm. there's so much value in not just like building relationships for the sake of getting an interview or getting a resume review. I think there's so much value in building these relationships as mentor-mentee relationships that last beyond a job or, or an industry because I think at the end of the day, that's what really brings the value and gets you to where you want to be mm -hmm. no matter, yeah where you are exactly. um, so you're passionate about helping others and you, i know you've been part of uh the association of association of latino professionals now you're part of what um consulting what's next what's coming up um in your in your career and how do you want to expand your impact that you have on your community yeah, I mean, we have a lot of different ideas coming up for consulting. We've been growing our community a lot. Like we have about on LinkedIn, which is a lot. We have about 1800 members, which has been amazing. So we're working on a lot of different initiatives to help impact the community. And then we're working on some projects too as well, which will then help people get those three bullets from their resume and get them into their careers. Um, and then last but not least, of course, we're working on uh, some courses, uh, a lot of different cool things and we hope that these will be help people be successful and then of course lastly i forgot to as well our speaker series mm -hmm. we've been bringing tons of different speakers from different organizations and companies and they've been able to spread words of wisdom which has been really successful cool um well thank you so much uh jonathan this was a great conversation i think uh there was a lot of good advice in there and i think um, on the behalf of a lot of people who are um, recruiting or finding another job, um, thank you. Good luck. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, if you guys want to contact me, definitely add me on LinkedIn. Search Wonsulting too as well. Uh, you can email us at hello at wonsulting.com. And yeah, we're, we're, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Upward. You can find Upward on your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
Make sure you're following us on social media, including Instagram at upward underscore podcast for updates on future episodes, Breakthrough Asian Americans in Corporate America, and just for updates on the platform itself. 